13 edition of the position preview. Uh, right here, windailysports.com. Stoby joining me today instead of Jason Mizrahi. Stoby, how you doing today at S-T-O-W-E-B-Y's where you can follow him. Follow me at jjansen34. How you doing today, bud? Oh, I'm doing great. You know, got a got a little got a little double dose. Double dose. Yeah, a little yeah. double dose. A little yeah. bit of a couple of couple of Stoby and John shows here in the book. So, uh Stoby, I don't want to waste any time. What we do here in the position by position preview, all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link. All the ways you can download the Sharp app. And what you can do is download the Sharp app and get some bets. But what we're going to do is look at some DFS plays for today. All right, Stoby, first things first, it's the quarterbacks. And right there at the top, you see Lamar Jackson. And, man, you know what? The the matchup, like everything about the matchup looks good. Everything about, uh, you know, him going up against the Steelers looks great. But. It's just division rivalry, the way this offense has looked, that makes me go, I don't know if that's where I want to go here. I I think I'm going to go ahead and and probably pass on Lamar myself this week. Yeah, um, I definitely am. He's, he's been kind of all or nothing lately, or not lately, pretty much this entire season. He's had several games where he has just looked really, really bad, and... I'm just going to go ahead and just stay away for a little bit at least. Yeah, I'm going to stay away as well. It's just not my favorite spot. Uh, I don't like it here. I think there are a couple of others, and when you look at value plays, uh, I think that's where we can find a little bit. Justin Herbert, I like against that Cincinnati secondary. Derek Carr, I like this week. Jalen Hurts, you know, I just don't know if they're going to be able to use him enough. Again, if he gets three touchdowns, fine, Uh, but Mm -hmm. I just don't know if that's going to be enough. Uh, where I want to go is kind of those guys, and even Tom Brady as well. I think, I think there are a, a bunch of other plays here that I would like, uh, other than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I kind of like. I've kind of found myself going down to the, I guess the the mid range or the low mid range with the quarterbacks, just from what I keep looking at. Guys like uh, Kirk Cousins should have a a pretty a pretty good day. Derek Carr. Um, even somebody down as low, if you're going real, real cheap Tua kind of intrigues me a little bit this week. So I, I keep, I, I find myself living in that little mid, mid to low range area. I mean, guys like Tom Brady, he's, you know, he's going to be fine. My question with Jalen hurts is the majority of his points always comes from garbage time. Is he going to have garbage time against the jets? I don't think that's going to be the case. So if I was going to go somewhere like I'd probably, you know, Tom Brady would be the highest price guy I'm going to be going after uh, at least this week. Yeah, I think so as well. Cause the Falcons are a great matchup for him. Uh, so I, I like Brady a lot and you know what? I like, I am, I will admit I am. I think I'm going to bet the Falcons getting 11 points, but why I like Brady though? Like I, I think it, it things have looked a lot better with Rob Gronkowski back. Like I think yeah. that is legitimately something that was hurting him was not having Antonio Brown. He still won't have him for another three weeks, but then also Rob Gronkowski has been out as well. And that's been his favorite red zone target. So like yeah. those two guys being out certainly meant uh, was certainly a big impact. And especially when it came to scoring, I think Rob Gronkowski hurt the most because he's been a tremendous red zone target. So Tom Brady to me with Rob Gronkowski back completely a solid play. And I like it here 
against the Falcons. The one game I'm probably going to go with more than others, and I'm going to continue to pound this one, the Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals. And I love Justin Herbert in this spot. There are, uh, his ceiling games are ceiling games. Like it's 30, 35 points, even 40 for one game. Like for when Justin Herbert is on and scoring, it is at a ridiculous pace. So with the way that he played last week, and usually, you know, there's been a couple of, of weeks where back-to-back he's gone, you know, just only 15, 16 points each. You know, he's had that a couple of times. But most of the time, when he has that bad game, usually following it is that ceiling game. And I think against Cincinnati's secondary that ranks as one of the worst in terms of yards allowed in the passing game per game, I love this spot for Justin Herbert, and I will probably be putting him in almost every single lineup I do. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. That should be... That should be a very, very high-scoring game when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Because, look, Joe Mixon a, is, when we talk of running backs, I think Joe Mixon's going to be great against that rush defense. And yeah, I was actually going to – that's actually – that was going to be the first guy I brought up when we switched over yeah, to running backs. Is, he's going to be great. That, yeah, and we will. Oh, but yeah, it's just, yeah. It's definitely. just that in this spot, I do think it's high-scoring. I think these two teams, these offenses, match up really well against these defenses. So I think, I, I think this is going to be a really good spot. And Justin Herbert benefits off of that most for me. And also, Derek Carr, now the, the problem with that is he had one really good game against Dallas, and that's only yeah. one in the last four weeks. But this Washington team is ripe for a huge letdown on defense. They're playing well above their heads, I think, defensively, because for most of the season, their secondary has been getting crushed, and then all of a sudden it gets good out of nowhere. Like I think we get a, a little bit of regression to the mean again, and we start to see this Washington defense get torched uh, through the passing game like they have been. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's completely fair. I like targeting Derek Carr. And then you can get, you know, Foster Moreau is still going to be a really good value at tight end. He should be getting targeted plenty. And, uh, you know, you got everybody's favorite uh, wide receiver. Um, Lord, I'm sitting here completely brain farting on him. But you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> love, a good, love a good brain fart. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. No, um, it, it's just. Oakland, Oakland should play extremely. Oakland. What is going on with your brain? They're it's late, man. It's late, man. Vegas. <laughs> They're Vegas. In Vegas. It's late. It's past my bedtime. I am old. I am old. I am old. I can't Not that help old. it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just feel it sometimes. Yes, and no, they're playing I mean, the Washington football team. Okay? Not, don't worry. I won't make that mistake. I'm not trying to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's. The, the the Raiders should be able to throw plenty against Washington. I I, I don't yeah, see any absolutely. reason that they shouldn't. It, it, Washington also has been playing a little bit better offensively. Heineke has looked pretty good. He's been dialing down the mistakes, especially last week. He played some pretty good football. He made a couple of bad throws, but he he seemed to kind of rein it in. He checked down a little more to his running backs, and that looked really really good. Going to Antonio Gibson and to uh, McKinnon, that looked fantastic. Uh, if if he brings that into that game, this game might be kind of a sneaky shootout. Yeah, I think it could it could be. I I just don't know if I believe Washington. Like if that this one could be if you want to go with sneaky games, this I, I get the potential of it in this one between the Raiders and football team. Like I get the potential of it because even then, like that would want me to go kind of with Taylor Heineke, which we're seeing here. I'm just I'm concerned about 
Washington, though. Like, I, I think yeah. the offense is playing way above their heads lately. And I just have a feeling this is going to come crashing down at some point, And this could be the game for it. But look, in the model, it's popping off. Both quarterbacks are in the top five. Like, this game is a sneaky good high-scoring game. And if you start game stacking this one, I don't blame you because I don't think anybody else is going to. But I'll just say it's not for me. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not the game I want to stack. Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, you could you could also potentially see a letdown in it. I mean, Vegas yeah. kind of likes it too. They've got a 49, to, uh, uh, 49 yeah, total. Yeah, they got 49 total. It's a two-point game, like two-point spread. Yeah. Like everything in that game is telling you, like this could go pretty high scoring, really close. Yep. The total is already there. Two bad defenses. I don't There's There's just something about both offenses in general yeah. I don't trust. Yeah. But I at least trust Derek Carr more than I do Taylor Heineke. And so that's what that's the the spot I want to attack here. Now the the other one that keeps coming up, a couple of them. Um not coming up, but just a couple quarterbacks that I do want to talk about real quick. Kyler Murray, any interest in him against Chicago with him back? And also Matthew Stafford against Jacksonville. He hasn't been playing well lately, but is this a perfect like bounce back spot for for uh, Matthew Stafford? But the only thing that kind of screws me up there is Jacksonville's not going to make a game out of it. Nope. Because I don't has Jacksonville scored more than twenty one points at any point. No, it's been a long time. Uh, it's been. Yeah. I know they did against All Miami. I think Miami okay. they scored twenty twenty one. Uh, but it's been uh, that's maybe yeah. the only time. Yeah, because I mean every week we're you know we we seem to find ourselves in the same trap, and I'm just gonna go ahead and back off of it and just see what happens next season. Is you know every week we're like, oh man, this is a great matchup. This is gonna be this is gonna be the week that that. Lawrence kind of has his big breakout game and you know we're all going to ride that train and every week we just get let down I mean they 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 played a bunch of weak defenses and they cannot get anything going to keep up with anybody so uh they are probably going to get LA is probably going to get ahead early and they're going to just be able to run the ball for most of the second half so that that kind of worries me a little bit yeah just the last thing a quarterback I don't know about Jalen Hurts like it could be like I, I see some good value on a projection model and points, and obviously, like that can absolutely happen. And twenty twenty one points is certainly in play here for Hertz. But in terms of putting him in for like that that ceiling game, cash games, I still think it could be fine. Yeah. But even in that circumstance, I'm just they're they're running the ball a lot more, and in order for him now to be helping you cash in these lineups. He has to score a lot of touchdowns rushing because they're only they're only throwing him. And I imagine this is going to be the same thing with the Jets. It's going to be 20 to 25 passes. Eagles run the ball a lot. They win by running the ball for like 300 yards and a few scores there. And that's how they win. Mm -hmm. But I, I just that to me isn't good enough for Hertz, because if he's not the one getting the touchdowns and he's only going to have 70 to 100 yards and that's it. Like, I don't think that's enough. Yeah, I'm 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 not I'm not on Hertz this week. I I like to play Hertz in games where it looks like he's going to be down. I don't like the idea of playing yes. him as a seven point favorite. Like like going up against Tampa Bay, he had to put up all those points in the fourth quarter. The yep. the Chiefs, like that was a perfect spot for him. Yep. I just don't in this one. I just don't see the ceiling game enough to play him in GPP. And I'd rather go for a guy like Herbert, who is absolutely in line for like a thirty point game here. And a guy like Derek Carr, who's also in line for a huge game, those are the guys I'm more willing to go after. Uh, let's go to running back, and I, I'll just say, because we both love it, Joe Mixon's in a tremendous spot here. Yeah, I I am like, 
I'm not even thinking twice with that $8,100 price tag. That does not worry me at all. His ceiling is is incredibly high, and he's had four straight weeks of at least 25 DK points. I mean, the guy's he is a, he, he is phenomenal. He is yeah. one of the few running backs in drafts that are actually paying off. He is yeah. he has been absolutely electric. Oh yeah, and he was what mid to late second round this yeah. this year. So he yep. was he was coming in at a, at a at a fantastic value. I loved him when he was coming in. I, I figured this is finally going to be his full breakout season. I'm um, I'm glad to see that he stayed healthy. That yeah, was my, that was my only concern. You know, he's he's gotten a, a couple of nicks and and dings here along the season, but you know, all NFL players have that problem, and he's he's still getting you know like 28 and 30 carries in the last two games, and now he gets the worst set of interior defensive linemen in the NFL uh, with the chargers. i just, I don't, I don't see how he doesn't just go completely nuts. You know, what's crazy is that, you know, instead of looking at value for running back and like, I'm sure if I hit the value, we can find a couple of good backs that we like, you know, like Jamal Williams could be a good value, all that. Uh, and so can like Dave Montgomery, all this. But when I look at the projections, this group right here, like I don't want to stay too far away from this top five. Even I'll go down to Leonard Fournette. I don't yep. want to go too far away from these guys. Now, it's I know it's going to be really hard with Jonathan Taylor at, at 9.2, but if I can get Joe Mixon instead and then go after a Mitchell or Madison, that's probably where I just go fine with me. That, that's yep. my player pool for running back. I'm not going to go too deep. I'm not going to try a James Conner. I'm not going to try a David Montgomery or even look at some of these values and not even try a Jamal Williams at 5.4. I imagine Jamal Williams is going to be in a lot of lineups because, oh, he's lower priced and he can put yep. up. But, like, also Alexander Madison at 7.6K is a bleeping steal to me. That That's an AK yep. running back because of he's the guy and he's going up against a better matchup in Detroit. So I, I just think, you know, Mitchell, Madison – Eckler, Mixon, Taylor, if you can fit him in, and even Fournette. Like, I am staying right around those guys. That is my entire group, and it's funny that they're all just the top projected guys, but that yep. that is the group I'm sticking with. Yeah, no, I'm good with that, and I'm going to tell you right, uh, you can if you want to because it makes a lot of sense, Miles Sanders, but I'm not doing it. I'm no, just letting you guys know. I know, I know. Yeah, no, I completely get that. And if he finally has a healthy game, we might be able to see it. It's just yeah. a the health, and b I just he never has been able to to carry that workload, and none nope. of the no coaching staff has been willing to give him that. Like Doug nope. Peterson didn't. Now there's a new coaching staff in, and even Nick Sirianni's like, yeah, probably not. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So yeah, I he, I don't know. Like Boston Scott, it sounds weird, but Boston Scott's going to take yeah, away Boston carries. Scott from gets more. Yeah, Boston right. Scott gets a bigger workload than all of them. Right. Uh, it, Boston it, Scott's going to get more. Like Jalen Hurts is going to take away carry carries from him. In the RPO games, I just, I don't see it. Like I, I get okay. What if he gets the full workload? I understand that. It's just we've been saying that for three bleeping years now, and it's just not yep. going to happen. Yep. So it's, yeah, it, I'm, yeah, I can't it's do been it. a it's been a disaster. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind going after a little Antonio Gibson against Vegas at first. That could be fine. That, I'm, I'm that's fine a good that. mid range. That's a good mid range price. I'm not. Uh, Saquon's not quite getting the volume, although they did say that he he's going to be getting the lion's share of the work here. And, and I guess Miami going against Miami, it makes a lot it makes a lot of sense to give him a shot. But we'll just have to see how I feel about him tomorrow. I, I'm just yeah, I'm kind of 
I guess why I wouldn't do Gibson, because Gibson could be fine. And I'm not saying there are other running backs, there aren't other running backs to, to put in. Because, again, I think Jamal Williams would be really good. Antonio Gibson, yep. Darrell Henderson should be really good against Jacksonville. Like, Calderell Patterson, really good against uh, Tampa Bay. Like, th- those guys should all be fine. But I just, I love the spots and the talent. And just, even if some of these guys are a little bit chalky, I'm fine with it. And yep. you know what? I'm hoping that everybody starts to go with the chalk with Jamal Williams because, like, that's the guy who's taking over now, and he's 5.4K. I want people to eat that chalk. I want people to go to Calderell Patterson again. I want people to think Miles Sanders because if Joe Mixon, Eli Mitchell, Alexander Madison, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor aren't that chalky, to me, those those are the guys that are probably going to outscore the entire running back group and by a good margin. Like I think those are the guys that are just in prime spots. They've been getting the carries and they're going to score big on this slate. I love all of those guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, there, uh, I know Pittsburgh has looked like absolute doo-doo. But n- <laughs> yeah. That's Baltimore, just funny. Doo-doo. Nice. <laughs> doo-doo. <laughs> Baltimore is terrible against pass catching running backs. I've been saying it all year. So Najee Harris is also somebody that's worth a look. I like it, that it, one. Yeah, that that one might go completely under under used for the, he might be he might be sub five percent owned uh, with all of these kind of chalky prime guys and great matchups. He he might be a sub five percent play. All right, you're listening to the Win Daily position by position preview here. Go check out, download the Sharp app by the way, and also. WinDailySports.com, go get that damn gold membership. And what you're seeing right here, you can get the projection model. Also, you can use the optimizer as well. I'm not going to use the optimizer. I don't want to spoil all the great plays. But you can use the optimizer. It's a great, great tool. So go over and use it. It is fantastic. Uh, It's very colorful and fun and gives really good information. So go WinDailySports.com, sign up for a membership, and get that damn optimizer to help you out for this Sunday. So, Stoby, let's get into wide receivers. And immediately, uh, the first ones that I like. Now, of course, if I'm going with those running backs, and you know, I, I would have to do it in a way where I can get Mixon at 8.1K. Madison is probably the other one I go with at 7.6K. There's some pretty high pr- high priced guys, so you're probably going to have to go a little low at wide receiver. But immediately, mm-hmm. what jumps out to me is 7.5K with Keenan Allen and 6.8K with Deontay Johnson. Like those, uh, Deont- those are the two that immediately that jump out. I think those two guys are going to have a killer day. Yeah, Deontay Johnson has has scored, you know, twenty points or more pretty much every week this season. And I don't see why he 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 always seems to be just like five or six hundred dollars cheaper than what he should be, in my opinion. Now, um, uh, even even you know Mike Williams at at five point seven k against Cincy, that's another one that you could be taking a look at. That's a fantastic value. Um, Brandon Ayuk against the Seahawks. Love with it. De- How with chalky Debo. do you think he's going to be though? I don't know. It just it it depends on how much people are buying into the whole Debo being a, a running back thing. Uh, I mean, he he did get used a lot, so I, I mean, I guess so. But we'll see. He may be he may be bad chalk. Uh, I'd have to look at the optimizer. Right. That's right. Is. Exactly. That's the only thing because Brandon Ayuk is I think gonna have a big game, but it's just with Debo out that that that's the one that complicates things more than if Eli Mitchell is out. Because that was the thing, like uh, Eli Mitchell's out, they don't have any running backs. You know what's going to happen? 
And, you know, everybody just went towards Jeff Wilson when really it was Debo Samuel that took over and Brandon Ayuk benefited even more off of it. But nobody was nobody was saying Ayuk would be chalk because nobody expected Debo Samuel to be more of a running back. So like mm-hmm. that's the that's when I'd be fine with it. But I feel like now the direct replacement for Debo Samuel here is Ayuk and everybody's just gonna flock to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. He might end up being he might end up being bad chalk when it's all said and done. I'll have to look perfect and see kind of where his games. Yeah, perfect for oh, cash yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't want to play him if he's if he's north of you know fifteen percent, which he probably is. So uh, we can look around. There's some guys around that price range that are better. I mean, the guy you got highlighted. I was about to say, Brandon, I, there was a reason why I had him highlight, so thank you for pointing out. Brandon Cooks, I love at 5.9K. Cold secondary stinks. They're doo-doo. As oh, yeah, and said. they're going to be playing catch-up. I'm expecting Jonathan uh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor to be running on them all day. So that 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 sounds like a very fair uh, <laughs> a very fair uh, thing to go for him or Nico Collins. Actually, Nico Ooh, should... Nico could be good. That's a st- that is sticks approved, I imagine. I do believe Nico could be good. At, I do believe he he's actually at the top of the value right now. If you look, if you hit the value, of course he is. Love it. I like that. But yeah, you know, no, and you know what? The value coming in too that is also jumping out because it was a game I was mentioning. Man, Mike Williams. Like I know he hasn't had his greatest games lately, but if there's one where Joe, Justin Herbert gets three to four hundred yards and and somebody benefits off it, it's Mike Williams. It's gonna be like Mike he's Williams, had a twenty point yeah. game recently, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Obviously, it's not happening every single week like it was earlier in the season. It just felt like earlier in the year he could do no wrong. You had to start Mike Williams. Mike Williams is probably there. Were some people thought Mike Williams is going to end up with a better season than Keenan Allen, and that didn't happen. But perfect spot for him at 5.7 K to have that 20 point game. Like to, yep. to get back to 20 points again. Yep. And there's, there's everybody's favorite wide receiver, Hunter Renfro right there. That was, that was my like name Renfro. that I was searching for. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, I do like Renfro. I like him a lot, but even see here, I'm seeing Deontay Johnson. I love Deontay Johnson. Uh, yep. And obviously Keenan Allen's not going to get the same love in the value because uh, Keenan Allen is way higher priced than Mike Williams, but I still love Keenan Allen 7.5K too. So honestly, I'm fine with both guys. Just pick and choose. I think with the way I'm going to go with this, I might end up going Deontay Johnson and pair him with Brandon Cooks and maybe even Mike Williams too. Because if I'm, obviously, if we're going after a couple of the top running backs at 8.1K, 7.6K, like that's that's where I'm going to be able to fit in some of my favorite receivers and, and be able to fit them in pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think that's perfectly perfectly good plan right there. Oh uh, look go. at I'm perfect. That's Dobie said it. Show over. I'm perfect. Hey, I've done it, it all. Put it in the millie. Put it in the and millie. T- put it in the millie. Uh until I get to my tight end plays, I guess. So here's where things are. It's because uh, the guy I go with a lot, by the way. Uh, I love Dalton Schultz. We had a great he had a great Thursday night game. So I love Dalton Schultz. But Dalton Schultz is not on this. And it's kind of crazy. We're seeing Mark Andrews now as the top tight end, even with George Kittle on it, Kyle Pitts, Rob Gronkowski. We're seeing Mark Andrews as the top point getter. And it's hard to argue that because Lamar Jackson looks for him a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, uh, if Hollywood is not catching passes, Mark Andrews is the one that benefits from it. Yep. That's still, I, I think, uh, 
uh, honestly, if Gronk is on the field and Gronk is healthy, I still think he's one of the top two or three tight ends in the league. Uh, I, I well, he gets so much touchdown equity, man. Yeah, like, yeah. With with <laughs> so much with no with no AB playing, you know that's that's Brady's favorite guy, and that that Atlanta defense is just horrid. I I, I can't keep you know I keep gravitating to Gronk. I'm probably gonna play. I'm probably going to have Gronk in most of my lineups on Sunday. Yeah, I, I and I wouldn't blame it all. I think Gronk is in a really good spot. Uh, I don't mind Mike Kosicki because I still don't think the Giants, you know, pass defense is all that great. I think it was yeah. more a Jalen Hurts problem than anything. So I think yeah. Tua is going to be – and Tua has been really good. I hope everybody knows that. Tua has been really good. Obviously not, not too much for, like, fantasy purposes because – he doesn't throw yeah. for a lot of touchdowns because they seem to run the ball pretty well in the goal line. But yep. he's been really good, and I think Mike Kosicki benefits off of that. But, no, it's it's Rob Gronkowski for me. What about George Kittle? I, I want this to be finally the George Kittle game for this season. Oh, yeah, yeah like Debo the Samuel out. Right, and they such a good matchup against Seattle. Everything. Wants me to believe that George Kittle can finally have the game, but are we are we willing to put him in our lineups and kind of risk that? Um. Well, I mean, who else are they going to go to? You got you got Ayuk, you got Eli, and you got Kittle. That's really it. Uh, it's it's a it's a really narrow tree, and you know, it, it's more likely that that Eli of uh, out of the three would have a down week just because of the coaching staff deciding to change running backs at the last minute, which they always seem to do guys like, you know, Kittle and Ayuk, they're going to have to get the volume in this game. So it, it, it makes plenty of sense that he would have a ceiling game. Yeah, man. I don't like any of these tight ends other than Foster Moreau. You said you Foster, like him. Uh, if you want to yeah, go back I, into that again. Yeah, no, it's just Foster Moreau. He he's, he's a good tight end. He's just stuck behind, He's just been stuck behind one of the best ones in the NFL. So yeah. he's just buried on the depth chart. Just got, he got dealt a bad hand. He's, he's one of those guys that, uh, had, you know, for 20, 25 of the 32 NFL teams, he'd be the number one tight end. He just happens to be in one of the spots where there is a, a, a premium guy there. And he, he, he should have another, he should have a, a, a pretty good week this week. Man, I want to, I want to talk about tight ends more because, like, still this show is usually about thirty minutes long. We're only about 25, 26 minutes in, and like usually, hey, let's go over tight ends, all these plays. I'm not gonna lie, man, I don't know where to go in tight end other than like again, Pat Fryermuth maybe in this one because Baltimore secondary is that bad. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. That- I but to me, like, I don't want to go far away from this and Mark Andrews. And George Kittle, I look. I I want it to be the game, so I'm going to keep saying George Kittle. Obviously, yeah. I get the concerns, but uh, man, I don't want to go too far away from you know no, some I'll, of those. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too worried about it. It's not like I mean, you've got four or five. We have four or five really good options at tight end that we can stay with, and the value and the ownership is going to be spread out, so nobody's going to be. Overly right. chalky. See, I mean, you should be able to just take your pick. All these guys should be around, you know, between ten to eighteen percent owned, uh, give or take. Look, and then if you'll tight have ends your the one spot where I eat a bunch of chalk, I'm fine willing to do that. Fine, yeah. fine with me, because I don't want a zero, man. And if I like, if I go with Logan Thomas, like I'm not convinced that Taylor Heineke's good enough to keep having these good games. And so if he doesn't, 
then that really limits Logan Thomas. You know, if I put somebody in, like even Foster Moreau, like there could be a dud game from him. Even Dallas Goddard, like all these, I don't, and Kyle Pitts, like I think Kyle Pitts is good. It's just can Atlanta fight, like get things together on offense because that's been a struggle for them. You know, it's just I I want to go with the the try the the easy plays, the plays that I know can be safe. And to me, that's Gronkowski. To me, it's Mark Andrews. To me, it's always Mike Gesicki. I I might as well just go with those guys. Yeah, that, that that's fair. There's no reason to to drive yourself crazy worrying about tight ends just because it's it can be a nightmare some weeks. Yeah, so just, you know, absolutely. You got We've got a bunch of good matchups, a bunch of good players. The pricing is reasonable. We don't have a single guy over six k. Uh, there are not. Well, yeah, Darren Waller's probably not playing, so I'm not going to count him. But uh, yeah, it's you got a you got a ton of good spots. So just you just keep it simple. Yeah, keep it simple, I think. And yeah, with Waller not playing, I know Foster Moreau, you know, could obviously, but I I don't know. Yeah. Again, I'm really concerned that what if even he's not gonna directly replace Darren Waller. Like that's no. that's the the thing with me. He, he's not he can't do the things that Darren Waller does. Like that no, that's no, the no. biggest problem. He just is a another tight end. And yes, he's yeah. had a couple of good games. I know that. But even at two point seven K, like I feel like there is a risk to that, that I don't feel like taking. Because one thing the Raiders found against the Cowboys that was good, they found a deep passing game. Deshaun Jackson, Zay Jones had a couple of pass interference calls against uh, him that he was able to help them get down the field. And then Hunter Renfro with the short passing game. I still think with Moreau in there, like he gets lost in the shuffle. He is not Darren Waller. So he's not going to run the same routes. They're not going to use him in the same way. So to me... Like, are they going to line Moreau out wide the same way they do with Darren Waller? To me, that's a no. No, right? it, I yeah. mean, they might do it a few times, but they're not going to do it as much as as they would with Waller. I mean, you could expect, you know, sixty five percent of what Waller of what Waller is with right. Foster Moreau. And at two point seven K, that could be fine. I'm just not. I'm not willing to do it. Like, because I, yeah. I, I'm so afraid that they stay far away from him. And they go with other guys like Deshaun Jackson, again, continues to get acclimated. They're using Zay Jones more. Hunter Renfro is a PPR machine. So, like, I just, I, I'm so scared that there's going to be a, a, a dud game from him. And, you know, at 2.7K, I know there could be, like, just three catches and he, he profits off of that. But, again, I don't want to be the, the 2.7K and, you know, get different there or, or go with oh, him yeah. with a chalk. I would I'd rather just go Gronk at 5.3 because I'm going to be able to fit him. Like there, there's oh, going to yeah. be no problem with fitting him in. Yeah, and if you want, I mean, would you rather want a Foster Moreau? That makes sense. I mean, would you rather want a Foster Moreau that gives you eight points, or would you want a at two point seven k, or would you want a Gronk that gives you twenty three points? Right, especially when I don't think it's going to help me out in the long run. Because where do yeah. I where do I pay up then? If I pay up a wide receiver, like I could get somebody better, but still. Like I'm perfectly fine with Deontay Johnson at six point eight. I'm perfectly yep. fine with Brandon Cooks at five point nine. Like that's, it's where okay, yeah, I can get maybe one. Uh, what it's two point seven to five point three. So my math is one point six or two point six k. So yeah, that gives me a little bit more room. But who am I going to pay up for if I don't feel like paying up for Cooper Cup or I don't feel like paying up for Justin Jefferson? If you can get the two point six k and it helps you pay up the Jonathan Taylor, fine. Like go, go ahead. Yeah, like, I, absolutely, but is he? That's it, fine with me. Yeah, but but like, is if, he really going to outscore Joe Mixon and maybe Eli Mitchell today? Right, or, and that's, uh, and that's my thing. If I'm paying situation. up two point six k and I just don't feel like I'm, it's it's worth paying up the guys for. 
I'm just going to put Gronk in there because Gronk yeah. to me is the safer play, and he's probably going to outscore Foster Moreau by by probably a 2.6k margin. To be honest, yeah. With you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, I feel like I'm a fantasy god now because everything I said, Stoby's like, oh, that's perfect, and I'm great. So thank you so much, Stoby, for coming on the show and agreeing with me and that how great <laughs> I am. This was not planned. Uh, I will Venmo you later your money uh, for saying all these nice things. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, Stoby, thank you for joining me. It's been a fun show. At Stoby, oh, yeah. S-T-O-W-E-B-Y is where you can follow him. Follow me at jjansen34. Uh, sign up, windailysports.com. Sign up for a gold membership. Join the expert chat, all the nine yards and all. This is sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link, all the ways you can download the Sharp app. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, everyone. We'll be back maybe tonight with College Football Superflex, but we'll be back on the weekend for more NFL on Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, we will have our NFL pregame show right here at Wayne Daily Sports.